0: Is learned. This is the Geek Confidential Podcast. Podcast. My name is Luke Kerr. Joining me today is my longtime friend Dwayne Eckholm, who has been on the podcast before to talk about a little game called Hearthstone that he uh, enjoys playing. And he we've talked about Marvel a few a couple times. But today we're talking about not a Marvel movie, but a Marvel TV show, Moon Knight, based on the comic series. Because he is one of two co-hosts on the Phases of Moon Knight podcast, which has been going over the entire run of Moon Knight leading up to the premiere. So I guess my first question in welcoming you is, did you make it through all the comics before the premiere?
1: We did not. We did not have a date for when this show was going to premiere. Uh, we were thinking probably April or May time frame. Uh, we had a schedule set out so that we could do that by the end of April or so.
0: Okay. And
1: uh, <laughs> they surprised us by uh, releasing it a month early. So we are we we started at the beginning and we are now to like the early twenty tens uh, of Moon Knight, but we still have about a hundred almost 100 issues yet to go before we before we rat, we get up to the actual current run of Moon Knight that is in stores right now
0: you are braver and more dedicated than i to start a comic from the beginning and go through everything seems extremely daunting and i would imagine that there are some uh not to pardon a pun phases of moon knight that might you might struggle with uh
1: so yeah so this is my first time like ever learning about this character my my co-host dan is a huge moon knight fan and has been uh since the very beginning and so yeah this is this was interesting because i i've never read comics before okay either and so yeah we did literally start in the '70s is when this character was first introduced, and unlike unlike say somebody like Spider Man or Superman or or Batman or something, Moon Knight actually does not have a very large catalog of books.
0: Okay, so its uh, canon's a little thin.
1: It, it, it it's yeah. There's only uh, there's only about three hundred to to like if you want to really go into the, kind of the a weeds of some of the crossover books and stuff you can get up to about 400 issues that moon knight has been in but that's that's nothing compared to some of the some of the bigger name superheroes so this this was a uh this foray was kind of didn't didn't seem nearly as daunting as uh, as it could have been if we were looking at more uh, of one of the bigger the bigger heroes
0: and how many issues did you normally have to read per epi- for each episode of the podcast?
1: Yeah, we've, I've been reading, since the beginning of the year, I've been reading about 20 comics every week.
0: That is dedication. I bow down to you. <laughs> I applaud you, because I it, could not do that.
1: It, it's gotten easier. A, as we've moved into the newer comics, Yep the, the amount of text in a comic book has changed significantly decreased yes significantly decreased uh the uh the the art is definitely doing a lot more lifting than it did early on and and so uh those first few weeks i i was literally spending about four or five hours reading comic books and and just because i've never done it before too it it, it's it's the reading comics is a skill and and learn and understanding how to read all this text that's in a panel and the order and and like trying to keep up with what's going on it 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 took a lot of work but i i've gotten better over over the course of this run as well
0: so my experience with comics is that like the first time that i went to a comic store as an adult because never went to one as a child um was either in the late 90s early 2000s and at that time Marvel had the Ultimate line and I know okay. that the Ultimate comics can be very controversial some people love them some people hate them I loved the art style that that came with a lot of them so I really enjoyed the Ultimate lines Mo- was Moon Knight a part of the Ultimate comics did they did it have a run during that period
1: uh the, to be honest I'm not Quite sure what that ultimate line is. I don't okay. really. I, I we we had we've had Moon Knight has been involved in some of the larger events that have occurred, like Civil War, and uh, and different things like that mm-hmm. um, that have occurred but i i am not particularly familiar with that that piece
0: okay no problem let's talk a little bit about the episode the series that aired the first premiere episode on march 30th stars o- oscar isaac ethan Hawke, may callum Kalamau- i'm not sure how it's pronounced i apologize callum that is a wonderful pronunciation i'll go with your version <laughs> it sounds better than mine
1: yeah i i I for I've struggled the last couple of weeks myself, and i so I like looked it up and and found a pronunciation for it uh, that I could actually remember. and that that is I, I believe that's the correct way of saying it.
0: It also stars uh, F Murray Abraham and uh, Gaspard Yulil. Um what did you think of what was your quick take on the the pilot before we dive into it?
1: I don't know what I was expecting with regards to the the actual pilot itself. I, I they could because there's been so many iterations of Moon Knight and it and he has has been so different in all those different uh, iterations. I wasn't sure what we were gonna get, but I absolutely loved this first episode. There is, there is literally something in there for everybody. Um, but at the same time, I don't think it is for everybody. They played up the mystery and they played this, they played Stephen Grant as kind of the straight man or or kind of the kind of the guy in the dark. And that that's not something we've seen before and and it, I think, it ended up creating a really interesting story. I'm a big fan of the movie Memento, and actually this felt a lot like that insofar as you had this main character that the story is revolved around, but there are lots of things happening that the the main character does not have an idea of what's going on. And, And we're... The the curtain on what's going on when he doesn't know what's going on is being slowly revealed to us as that episode goes on and it it just it really worked for me and I really I really found it interesting my first
0: first take on it was I couldn't watch the walking on glass in shoes I was like I don't know what's (laughs) going on but I'm fast forwarding through this because I cannot like it was too cringeworthy for me to be like he's breaking glass he's putting it in shoes and then he's walking on it and i'm like i can't That's, watch that i just can't that, watch that
1: that was such a great scene though and and i i read an article from uh the director mohammed diab who said basically that that scene came from ethan hawk that 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 this character that he has was was pretty much a blank slate cuz he's in one comic uh, during during the entire run of Moon Knight, and so this this character was brand new and could be kind of fleshed out by by the person uh, that was playing them and the and the writers and all this and and it was it was him that kind of spitballed this idea that you know this is how devout a follower he is and and, and that he's willing to endure this pain even without anybody else knowing it. Just to prove his, his his devotion.
0: I'm not one of these people who can like handle like slashings and torture, mm-hmm. like cutting and things. So like that mm-hmm. kind of stuff was just like ooh. My second impression was the, the scarab beetle. If that was responsible for the voice, reminded me a lot of Eddie Brock and uh, the symbiote Venom from the Venom movies and comics. <laughs> that okay. like so where you got Memento, I was like. I got Moon Knight as Venom, or Venom uh-huh. as Moon Knight. Is that's sort of the vibe that I got because he takes control sure. of the body. He um, does things that the that Mark does not necessarily know, and then Mark wakes up. And things have transpired without him realizing what's going on as well. So I got a very Venom sy- symbiote vibe from it.
1: But you you know the scarab is not where that voice is coming from. I around, don't right?
0: know where that's like. See, I'm I'm not sure. I was following it, but I was like every time he's got the scarab in his hand, I'm like, I'm not sure what's going on. It's... I know nothing about this comic. I'm sort of following this, but I'm like, I'm learning.
1: Okay, so the voice is actually that. Bird-like creature that he is seeing in the hallway and on the street, and came up behind him when he was out in the in the Alps. Uh, that is Khonshu, the 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 god of the the Egyptian god of the moon that he his uh, he's following. He is embodied. He, he is the physical avatar of that bird creature, and yep. so.
0: Okay, so then, if that's the case, then me being as literal as I am, I missed, or else that's still part of the mystery of how Mark ended up as the avatar for this god.
1: Or so we we don't. Uh, so I know how it happened in the comics, uh-huh, but we haven't seen uh, it and in the episode. We have a, We we don't know the specifics. What we do know is something happened that several months ago that he split off from this Layla who was on the phone okay. and presumably whatever that was probably had something to do with that.
0: Okay. Now in the Moon Knight series, um, The character was originally based in the U.S., but that we've got a UK um, setting for the TV series. What is there a portion of the comic run that you've read thus far in which he's based in the UK, or is that also a completely new imagination, uh, reimagination?
1: It, it, It is completely new. He he has he he has been. In the U.S. and primarily based in New York, where all the other Marvel superheroes uh, tend to be based out of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he he's, he's primarily been there. He's gone a lot of different places. Uh, you know, a lot of times it's into South America. He's gone to Africa a few times. Uh, different things. He's gone a few different places, uh, throughout the United States, but we, we had, we really did not see him spend any time, uh, in, in Europe and, and specifically in London during, during any of the books that I've read. And, and like I said, I'm about two thirds of the way, uh, through the run of comics, but, uh, according to my co host, uh, that this final third run, uh, there there isn't any time in in England there either.
0: What I thought was interesting about that though is, as from a setup standpoint, considering that you have the British Museum and the fact that they have so much, so many antiquities from, like the British Empire, you mm-hmm. can you can always pull off something like ancient being in a museum in London whether it's the British Museum or not, it's easier to pull that off if the setting is in London just because of the British Empire. So as I was doing it, I was like, I don't know if he's a, this character is originally set in London, but if he's working in a museum for the premise of this show and it's in London, then you basically have access potentially to any number of artifacts that could come into play. And I'm like... I'm on board for this. I can I can do this now. Maybe Moon Knight diehards are not happy about it, the setting. But I'm as me as someone who's just along for to enjoy the ride of a comic book adaptation on Disney Plus. I like it.
1: Yeah, I th- I don't I don't think it it diminishes or or somehow makes makes this uh, or invalidates this this look at the character. I think I I think opening up. I think opening up this, or uh, having Stephen Grant be in Europe, I think allows for a different look, a different feel for the show. It allows for easier access, presumably, to Egypt and and Africa, where I think a lot of this action is going to eventually occur. And, and like, you know, I it, it also allows for them to, to kind of Set you know limit any sort of interactions with other Marvel heroes. I mean, he's not just walking around the street in New York and bumping into Spider-Man or Iron Man or something like that. So it's it's it it, it really does I feel like set this series apart. And 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 while we don't have canon books that that show this happening, I think it's still. Feels like a Moon Knight story. I mean that that was that was the thing that I I liked about this is even even if they took some liberties and, and changed some things, Stephen Grant is nothing like the Stephen Grant that is in the comics. And, but it still feels like a Moon Knight story.
0: It's interesting that you say that you he's not connected to any of the ones that we're really familiar with 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 like the Avengers. But while you were watching the, the series, did you did it cross your mind that he's in London, the Eternals was sent in London, Kit Harington's Black Knight is in London, and mm. maybe they're starting to build the European equivalent of the Avengers? Like, I have no clue if, if, if Black Knight and Moon Knight will ever come together in any way, shape, or form, but it did m- make me just sort of pause and be like, hmm, we spent a lot of time in London with the Eternals, and now right. we've got a character that has its own TV series that's set in London. I'm like, hmm, I wonder if there's going to be a connection. Did, did that yeah, cross your mind? I,
1: it, 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 honestly, it did not. And and I think part of the reason is uh, I've, you know, during this run of comics that we've read, he, he has, Moon Knight has tried to be part of a team before okay and it has not worked out very well he oh, is got it because because of his um his multiple personalities and stuff and and because of really really moon knight does not have powers if you if you look at, at he's at a vessel what he, he what he brings to the table yeah he is he is a mark Spector is a mercenary he is a commando he is uh you know uh in the original books they 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 talked about him being a weapon expert that he knows martial all all forms of martial arts he's a prize fighter he 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 can beat people up no no doubt about that but like he does not have powers like like some of the bigger heroes that you that you see and 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 maybe the the black knight um is is a little more uh, on his level, but he he's not the guy that kind of is. There's he's never going to
0: be a buddy adventure like yeah, Iron no, Man and Spider Man.
1: There's not really because because he just he his skill set does not lend itself to be on these super teams, and okay. and so like what is he going to do while the the other Eternals are out? you know, doing the things that they can do with all the powers that they have. He just he just doesn't have that. He he's on the ground in the city. He's fighting and, uh, you know, bringing justice to to to, you know, people that are pickpocketing or looting or, you know, doing those sorts of things. And and yes, it, it does get bigger than that. Um, but, but he just, that, that, that's kind of his, his speed, that's his level. And, and, and when there ends up being a, a, super threat, like actually the, the, the volume six that I'm reading this week, uh, you know, there, somebody steals an Ultron head and, and it ends up being this really, really big, super powered enemy. So he actually ends up calling in the Avengers to, to help him take this guy down.
0: Let's talk a little bit about the characterization. You touched on the fact that Ethan Hawke's character was one that only appeared in a single comic, but what did you think of his portrayal? When I think of Ethan Hawke, for me, the movie that stands out in my mind is Training Day, uh, which is t- intense. But he came across pretty darn creepy in <laughs> the pilot. What did you yeah. think of him as the villain for this for the season?
1: There he did have this really weird, you know, mystical, almost supernatural vibe to him. And and having this like, uh, you know, these like followers up in the in this in this town, ta- in this little town out in the middle uh, of the Alps was 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 really weird. And I think. I, I liked the portrayal. It was it was understated. I think, in in so far as like he wasn't doing anything flashy, he was just kind of the the guy that really sort of creeps you out. You you expect there to be like he. he it would not surprise me if he ends up being incredibly powerful before this before this uh, you know mini series ends, and 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 we just don't know it. But it also could be that like. You know, he literally is just trying to, um, you know, bring back uh, Amit. And then suddenly he's just kind of the right hand of, of this Egyptian god. We We don't exactly know, but the fact that he was able to kind of just have this presence and be this mysterious figure that you can't really gauge what he's trying to do. And 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 what his capabilities are across this first episode, I think I think makes him very intriguing. And and like it, the show is kind of based on what it is he's going to do, and then what our hero Moon Knight is going to do to respond.
0: Yeah, def this is definitely being told through the lens of Moon Knight is reacting. This is not one yeah. where he himself is driving the story. It is he is being. Pursued by someone, therefore, he must react. And that can be a very compelling way to tell a storyline because if you're really jumping into um, a new character that people may not be familiar with, sometimes it's easier to have them discover the character along the way as opposed to have them be the one that is driving the story. Um, And then you having to figure out who the character is, if that makes sense, because. We get to go along. He's discovering who he is. We're discovering who he is at the same time, and because he's being pursued by uh, Ethan Hawke, who a very creepy Ethan Hawke. <laughs> yeah. Um, the production values on this on the pilot were very good, um, in line with anything that I would expect from a Marvel or Disney series. How do you feel about it in relation to the Netflix? Marvel series that just moved to um, Disney plus recently. Do you feel that it fits that vibe more or do you feel that it's more in line with um, say a TV version of the Marvel cinematic universe movie style? Cause I was thinking about it's like technically now that we've had daredevil pop up in the Spider-Man movie, daredevil is officially canon as being a part of it, which means that uh, Luke Cage, Jessica, Jones all of those characters are now in some form in the Marvel Cinematic Universe did you feel like there was a big disparity between those shows and this one as a TV show
1: I I actually feel like Moon Knight this TV show feels more like the Daredevil the Jessica Jones Luke Cage than it then it does say something like loki or wandavision or 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 even hawkeye in that in that it it is it it, i I think the characters are, are similar too but like just the style of the show i think i think just kind of the tone of the show i think it's a bit uh it feels like it might end up being a little bit darker obviously this is just one episode that we're basing this off of and and just like well, from the body I, I, I count just, in the first episode, yeah, right? it,
0: it fits in very well with the Netflix shows. Yeah,
1: yeah. and and I mean, I, I think that I think you know that I think that's kind of what they're aiming for, to be perfectly frank. I, it, it this is that is, if you're going to try and be true to the comic version of Moon Knight, that's the kind of story you have to tell. It, it's going to be it's going to be bloody. It's going to it's going to feel dark. It's going to be you know uh it's going to feel more like what we saw with Daredevil and Jessica Jones and some of those than, than it would be something that's a bit more lighthearted a bit more uh you know fun um just kind of available or or good or i guess broad appeal maybe right. be the right word uh, of like some of the movies and and tv shows that we've seen so far
0: were there any easter eggs for you in the pilot that you as a reader of the comic book series really were like oh i love that and, and oh. that maybe those of us who aren't familiar uh wouldn't have recognized
1: oh yeah there there definitely was uh several there there's two of them that really stick out to me is first there is the the street performer the the guy all in gold that he is talking to um you know Early on in the episode, mm-hmm. uh, he's talking to him. And if you've read the comics, uh, specifically like the very first volume of Moon Knight back in the early 80s, uh, Moon Knight has a a character in there that he, he goes to by the name of Crowley, who is um, he, he, he's a homeless man. That basically goes on the streets and and finds out information about bad guys they're doing bad things and and then reports back to reports back to one of uh, Mark Spector's alter egos one of his other personalities uh, so then he can go out and 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 dispense justice as it were and okay Crowley in the comics looks exactly like that guy like long they nailed the casting uh, yeah, the, yeah, he has the long hair. Uh, you know, he has gla- Crowley has glasses. This guy had a monocle. He just he, the way he just kind of just sat there, just immediately, I think any long time Moon Knight fan would have looked at him and said, "Oh man, that that looks like Crowley." And then in the credits, uh, he is He is listed as Crowley. The the actor is is, uh, noted as playing Crowley. The other one, the other big one, is when he opens the phone and sees all those messages from Layla, Uh uh, he scrolls down, and there is one name that is different. Right. It is Jean-Paul Ducamp. Uh, That is a reference to Frenchie. He is the helicopter pilot that has been Mark Spector's companion all the way back to when he was a mercenary before he even became Moon Knight. And then once he became Moon Knight, he became his, his kind of his confidant, uh, his his right hand man when it came to, you know, flying this, the, the moon copter and, and helping him get out of, out of scrapes. But yeah, he, he has been, uh, he has been a long time, uh, member, and I think like when you saw the initial trailers and stuff, I think a lot of people were like, "Where, where, where is Jean Paul? Where's Frenchie?" Uh, and so we did get a nod to that in the very first episode.
0: That's awesome. Well, um, for a pilot, what would you give it out of five stars? Five being the best, obviously.
1: Sure, uh, I would. G- <laughs> Am I allowed to give halves? Sure. Okay, I so. I would say I would give this a four and a half. I, I I felt it was a very strong opening, but I do think it it has the potential of being it, it can get even better. And so I, I I think it I think it was a it did a good job of putting everything in place. And now I just want to see how, how you know where things go from here.
0: Well, I'm sure that we will all be along for the ride as the season plays out. If you want to learn more about Moon Knight, be sure to check out Dwayne's podcast, The Phases of Moon Knight. You can find it on all the streaming platforms and feeds where available. Thank you so much, Dwayne, for joining me today to talk a little bit about this character, because I readily admit I knew nothing, but I enjoyed the TV show. And I was like, I happen to know somebody who I can talk to. So thank you. It was a lot of fun.
1: I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Thank you, Luke.
0: You can find Geek Confidential on Twitter at twitter.com slash gkconfidential. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash gkconfidential. Comment on this episode in the Facebook group, which you can find the link to that at geekconfidential.com. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Luke underscore Kerr. The Phases of Moon Knight podcast is Phases of MK on Twitter. And Dwayne, where can people find you?
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Death.
0: M-A-G-E-A-D-E-A-T-H.
1: That's in re- a, an old gaming moniker that I had, and so I have just kept it because that's what, that's what people know me as.
0: Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, so long.